Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 at Edmonton. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you in the first hour of the show. We heard from Ken Holland and Mark Spector. Spec continues with us. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Mark Spector's appearances for Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bid racing has moved to Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary. You can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Uh, we'll re-engage Spec momentarily. I want to go into the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 7804. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Uh, Jay in a tinfoil hat. See, I, I, I can appreciate a guy that pokes fun at himself. I want to talk, says Jay, about a minor tweak uh, that I know has been mentioned before, but it was really noticeable last night. 13, 71, and 75. So let's pull Yarby. McLeod and Bouchard need to finish some checks. I'm not saying reinvent their game to become crunchers, but if you're six foot three or bigger, there's no reason uh, not to rub a guy out or glide that extra foot to take the opponent when they uh, take the body when the opponent is right there. The amount of times that those three players, especially fly by, is um, uncanny. If they just give that little extra bit of effort, that tiny difference, it'd make a world of difference and make the opposition think twice about how much time they'd have and force plays which are favorable to the Oilers. Then again, maybe my hat's just too tight again. That one comes to us from Jay in a tinfoil hat. I, I like all three players. I'm really bullish on Bouchard, as many of you know. Uh, Jack Michaels loves Ryan McLeod. Uh, the fans love Yesapoliarvi. I 100% concur with your thoughts, Jay. Like when you're in the playoffs, everybody hits. And when you're, and, and here's another reason why you can do it today. Cause nobody does sweet, you know what? There's like hardly anybody fights anymore. Like you can run through a guy and truck him once in a while. Like when Dallas Drake used to run around, as an average size guy, you know, 5'11 and 190 pounds and skate through guys, he knew he had to drop the gloves. Doesn't just go and hit, finish your checks. I agree. Rub guys out. Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. What's your take on that involving specifically Paul Yarby, McLeod, and Bouchard? Yeah, absolutely. What's the point of being as big as those guys are if you don't hit anybody? Um, you know, for sure. As, as the defenseman is, is has to stand at the front of the line. I want a more physical defenseman if he's Bouchard's size. You know, we know that Bouchard's good with the puck, but I want a guy that's he's got to learn to, to clear his crease a little bit and to control the cycle and to keep a guy on the boards when he wants him there. He needs to get way more assertive physically. Uh, and no question. I would say this, Bob. The small guy on your team last night just skated around drilling everybody in sight. <laughs> and in fact, I asked him after the game, I said, you think you hit more guys than you got hit? And he laughed. He says, I'm not sure. I hope I did, but I, I got hit a lot of times. So, 
You know what? If Yamamoto can play the game he played last night from a physical standpoint, I'm looking at three guys who are 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", standing around not hitting anybody. How's that work, Bobby? Yeah, I mean, Mark, I know some jerks that have crunched guys in media hockey just for fun, just to make them think twice out there. Like, it's it's just, is it a generational thing? We're talking about, you know, uh, a guy in Pugliarvi, he's 23, drafted in the 2016 NHL draft. And then both Bouchard and McLeod are 22, right? Is it is it generational? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would have been an automatic 15 to 18 years ago. Everybody, like, and here's the thing. Come playoff times, everybody's got to hit and everybody's got to block shots. That's the desperation. Yeah. And that was, and, and, and I think Jay in the tinfoil hat makes a great point. Actually, I think, I think if it's the same Jay, he's been on a couple of our orders now, road trips. But, and I think he makes an astute point. Like, that was a playoff style game. And Paul Yarby had a tough night. Like, that line had a tough night. Hyman looks like he's out of gas. They, they, now that said, they played really good against New Jersey when they got put together in that game. Mm-hmm. They, they dominated play territorially, but they didn't have quite the same juice going last night. So, you know, yes, had a tough night, but McLeod's, McLeod should be, you know, McLeod's had games where he's played 17, 18, 19 minutes. Last year when he came up at the end of the year, he had three hits in 10 games. I'm not saying you have to skate through and, like I said, be Dallas Drake, but you got to hit once in a while, Spec. You know what I'm saying? Finish, he's, the, the point with McLeod to me is, A, he's got the size so he can handle himself physically, and I'm not talking about fighting. Let's write fighting right out of this conversation. Guys don't, no one fights anymore. So you never have to fight, okay? Unless you do something so egregious that it's different. But if you're just hitting guys, you never have to fight. So... McLeod, the two things about McLeod that should make him have the ability to finish guys along the wall all over the rink is, A, he's big enough, and B, he gets there fast enough. Yeah, right? He gets there. He can really move. That's the guy. He gets there fast enough to finish his checks. Pugliarvi's got to work on that. You know, you watch Pugliarvi play defensively, he's reaching all night long, right? He's reaching, he's reaching, yeah. he's reaching. He's never there. He's never quite. He skates well. Okay, we all know Poyarvi can skate, so he's got to just—he's got to figure out the game so that he gets where he needs to go a half stride quicker. At that point, let's talk about if he hits anyone. I don't think Poyarvi's getting anywhere fast enough to be a guy that's going to throw a bunch of hits yet. Give him some time; he's going to need it. But McLeod's there, and Bouchard's there, and those two guys are more than big enough to have a physical presence on that ice surface. No doubt about it, Bobby. All right. Uh, this texter comes in saying, I got drafted by the Spokane Chiefs in 2007. Good to see a former Spokane Chief taking his game to the next level. Yamamoto <laughs> was fun to watch and is 150 pounds of piss and vinegar. What price point do you think he comes in at? Well, until two weeks ago, he had a poor arbitration case, and now he's moving the needle. Um, so I think you're looking at bridge deals for both Yamamoto and Pugliarvi. Like we have people, Mark, that have texted the show saying you guys should be doing five and a half, five times eight years for Pugliarvi. There's no way you are doing that with him. No way. They are going to be shorter term deals. This is how, this is, so I, I, now I can say who the player is because I've hinted over the last three weeks on this. This is how limited there is in physical forwards. There was a very subtle signing made last night on a player on an, he was on an AHL deal. I don't know if you saw this spec. He was with Lehigh Valley. And I was talking to Jason Smith about three weeks ago and I knew that there was teams looking at this guy. Have you heard of Hayden Hodgson? Hayden Hodgson, nope. 
He's a six foot two right winger. He's got 18 goals in about 70 penalty minutes. He's, he, he was suspended earlier this year for three years. He played with Connor McDavid and Marcus Niemelainen. And I, I spoke to both guys about him. And I said, there's teams looking at this guy signing him. And the theory behind it is the players that are willing to do it, to punch their way and grind their way up from the coast. And like I talked to Jason Smith and Gator is like, stop. There's hardly anybody that does that anymore in the minors yep. where you have guys. So Hayden Hodgson is a lefty and the Flyers signed him to an NHL deal for the rest of the season. And they had to. And you want to know why they had to? Because there was five or six teams that were lining up with Pat Morris to be in position to sign this guy. So now, because the Flyers have signed him, he's a restricted free agent. They can qualify him. My guess is he'll get games at the end of the year. And he was a major project. He had a great 20-year-old year in the OHL. He played with McDavid earlier in his career when he was 17. And then he played with Niemelainen when he was like 19 or 20. And he's one of those guys that can fight. He's a lefty when he fights. Right shot, he can skate, he's out of Windsor and uh, skates with Cassian and Tulio and those guys. And and there's such a shortage of those type of players that these are the sort of guys that teams are looking at trying to sign because nobody does that anymore. Whereas Mark, 25 yeah. or 30 years ago, <laughs> you know, yeah. like... That guy grew on trees. The, like, you know, in the, in the mid-1980s, on a Western League team, when the WHL, you know, only had 12 teams or early to mid 1980s, mm -hmm. I would assert to you that 15 out of the 18 skaters would fight. Like, would, would probably, and, and 15 of 18 skaters probably would have th more, three or more fights during the course of the season. Today, today you might have three guys on a WHL team that would have three or more fights. And the WHL is seen as being the toughest league. Like the OHL is basically legislated at the game, but yes. you have to be at least aggressive, and assertive, and willing in game. And I guess that's what was so intriguing about Yamamoto last night, Mark. That's why it was such a great story. Well, and there was a lot of contact in that game. I didn't realize. I've never seen the Colorado defense play such a physical brand of hockey either. They were pounding guys. Drysaddle was on the ice a lot, <laughs> you know, and paying the price, man. And he kept getting up and coming back at him. But you know, I think we need to. And you and me always disagree on this. We're going to disagree again. I think you got to take the word fighting right out of the vocabulary. I don't think it matters anymore. How about just right? compete? How about just compete? Yeah. It's about it. I want the next Zach Cassian. Here's why. Because every time a guy like Zach Cassian gets older, he takes his foot off the gas. He's not the same guy he used to be. I want to recycle that guy. I want a young guy that can skate and hit and play on my fourth line. I don't care if he fights. You know what? That guy usually has the odd fight, whatever. Uh, I, want a, I want young, fast guys that maybe they're not great players, so they've got to keep their place in the lineup by being physical. And when you've got one or two physical guys on your team, it gets everybody else going, Bob. And I think we saw that last night. That was a very physical hockey game. And who was the guy starting it on the most part on the evidence side? A guy that's five foot eight and 154 pounds. Uh, if he can do it, I think there should be a bunch of guys that can do it. Just circling back to Hayden Hodgson, didn't do a thing as a 21-year-old in the AHL. Then spent, bounced around a bit. I don't know if he had injuries or what. Did not play a lot of games in the ECHL over the next four or five years. Okay. How old is this, this guy? year? This year for Lehigh Valley, 18 goals, 29 points in 44 games, 70 pims. 
and the Flyers had no choice to sign him. That's how much of a shortage there is in those sort of players out there. So it's it's interesting. All right, Mark, uh, the floor is yours. Five minutes. <laughs> Do your best case, your best campaign. Who had the most impactful NHL trade deadline? And which organization left you going, what the was that? Well, I was surprised Carolina didn't get make themselves a whole bunch better because uh, I don't even think they're right at the cap, as I recall. Uh, I thought Pittsburgh interested me because they, they publicly came out and said, oh, we're going to be quiet, we're not doing much, and they kind of sat around and nothing happened, nothing happened, and then boom, they landed Ricard Raquel, who I've always admired. I think he's a good player. Uh, so that was interesting. I think Calgary falls in the same category as Edmonton, right? They got to Foley a while ago the same way Edmonton got Kane a while ago. Uh, I think they've built a very, very good team. they got an excellent team. they got an excellent team. Yeah, they got a good-looking team down there. And I think, you know, just to stray from the point a little bit, Bob, it's not – it's kind of funny because Calgary's where they are. They've been good playing their hockey now for about three months, and they're in first place, and they're going to probably almost for sure finish in first place in the Pacific, and, and good for them. They've earned every bit of it. Edmonton's the other team where I would say to you, Bob, it doesn't always matter where you finish in the playoffs. It's how you're playing when you go in. And since their slide, you know, since the orders that slide they had from December 5th to whenever we decided that it ended, about Jan 20 or something, uh, the Edmonton Oilers have been one of the best teams in the league. So if this, you know, if, if Kulak and Broussard work their way into this lineup a little bit and make them better, if Mike Smith continues to rise up, if Koskinen holds his game, you know what, you might have an Edmonton team that comes into the playoffs six, seven, eight points south of Calgary, but they might be playing just as well. So, to me, that's where it's at in the playoffs. How are you playing when it starts, Bob? When the tournament starts, how are you playing? uh, I I believe they're 17-7-3 in their last 27 games, the Oilers. And, uh, you know, 12-5-2 under Jay Woodcroft. Um, Now, they can't be... Yeah, they could be 17-7. Okay, anyhow, you know... Well, for me, the, the, the game changers for Edmonton, Hyman in the off season and Kane in season. That's changed Edmonton because it allows you to play Nugent Hopkins, third line center. And eventually, just so you know, Fogel will do something at some point. I don't know when it's going to happen, but he's going to crack through. It's And by the way, as you know, Mark, they could have flipped, they could have moved Fogel. And they're like, nope, we made the trade. We got to give this guy more than four months. Uh, I think they got to play him more minutes. I think he's got to play 13 to 14 minutes minimum. I think he's averaging 13 minutes. Last night he was around 10. Um, I would even find it, I, you know, they use Devin Shore a lot on the PK, and the puck ends up a lot in the net on the PK. So I wonder whether or not they look at, like, and we're not even sure if Fogel or if Shore is going to play when Edmonton gets all their guys going, like when Nugent Hopkins comes back in and, you know, between well, one of our... Is Broussard your fourth-line center on this team now, or what? Who's your fourth-line center when Broussard's playing? McLeod. McLeod's your fourth-line center? He's not coming out. He's playing fourth-line center, yeah. I, I, the way McLeod plays, I kind of like him on the. I like him on my left wing playing more, <laughs> to be honest okay. with you. Okay, well, I'm not saying he can't too. be a fourth line center, but I like him as a as a middle six left winger. That's how I like McLeod. And if I have Broussard, who to me is basically your classic fourth line center, he's, he's an older guy. Exclusively left wing this year, Mark. He's he's played he a did. lot of left wing Philly. 
Uh, he's 34 years old. He's played a lot of center in his life. And his last yep. four years, he's been over 50% in the circle. Yep. So, you know what? Let's all watch Let's all watch Derek Broussard play. Let's face it. He's a guy that plays on an Eastern team. He plays not a ton of minutes. I'm not going to tell you that when I, even when I do watch Philly that I'm focused on Derek Broussard. But the scouts I've talked to uh, are telling me that in used properly, he's a very useful depth guy. And he can be your fourth-line center if you want. Or maybe if you have one, you put him on the left side. Bob, but I, I'm not sure why he can't be ahead of shore as my oh, fourth no, line no, center. No, no, and I got McLeod playing for a minute. When, when the Oilers are completely healthy up front, Devin Shore is their number 14 forward. Yeah. Because I'm going to put Archibald ahead of him as well. Spec, anybody? Uh, I don't know about know. that. Keep going. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> hey, uh, for me, Ottawa was the team I was trying to figure out what they were doing. Like, I didn't get the Hammock thing. I didn't. No. I didn't. I didn't like the return on Paul for them. I thought they could have done. Like I like Pierre Dorian, but Hamannick. How do you, how do you trade a third round draft choice for a guy that was on waivers earlier in the season with a year left yeah. in his deal at three million bucks? I didn't get that one at all. Hamannick's become a difficult player here. He's he's. I don't know. You know, I, I'm waiting to hear him come out and say I can't wait to play in Ottawa. Or geez, I'd rather not play in Ottawa. Send me somewhere else. He's kind of turned into that guy a little bit. Um, I agree with you. Who's got, I, a third-round pick for that player was uh, – everybody in the league saw that trade. They, they were a little bit surprised, Bob, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Mark, uh, swing by the Bruce tonight, okay? Yeah, I'll see you in the press box. You Thanks, Bobby. That is Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. We'll get to NHL today. The Orders Now Prospects Report and the Orders Injury Report all in our next seven minutes of Orders Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chat. Leon Dreisaitl, second in the league in goals with 41 and second in the league in points with 87. Uh, some guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring the night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper uh, Avenue, open Wednesday through Sunday, 5 p.m. till 10 p.m. We are going to go to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Okay, there are 10 other games in the NHL tonight with Ottawa visiting Long Island, Winnipeg hosting Vegas and Calgary entertaining San Jose. Tonight it's the Oilers and Stars in Dallas just after 6.30 Mountain Time. Coverage here on 6.30 Chat after the 5 o'clock news. Weird one. As the NHLPA investigating the Evgeny Dodonov trade from Vegas to Anaheim, it sounds like the Ducks were on his no-trade list, but there was something about Vegas not understanding that he even had a no-trade list. They claimed it wasn't submitted on time. Proof coming in this afternoon that, in fact, it was submitted on time so now the Players Association I guess goes to oh work boy. on whether he could even go to Anaheim in this trade how do you stay in Vegas after this whole debacle though I'm, I'm really not sure. Uh, Bakersfield will host Colorado tomorrow the Oil Kings visit Lethbridge on Friday holding down the number one spot in the CHL top 10 rankings again this week. New of A Golden Bears preparing for U Sports Nationals after capturing the Canada West Championship over the weekend. To the Orders Now Injury Report, brought to you by James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers, unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It's as simple 
They're the best. It's James H. Brown. Edmonton, we've talked about Ryan Nugent Hopkins. You heard Ken Holland back either Thursday or Saturday against Calgary. Of course, Clef Bomanteris on LTIR. Kulak and Broussard uh, are not in Dallas right now. They've flown to Edmonton and... Uh, Tomorrow will be a CBA-mandated off day for the Oilers. I expect both Kulak and Broussard in the lineup Thursday against San Jose. Josh Archibald back in Edmonton as well. Can't travel as an unvaccinated player. Out with Mono, Miro Heishkinen for the Dallas Stars. He's their top defenseman. Uh, tell you what, we are going to move because I want to give the orders now a prospect report for Scott Arthur Milwork, a little bit more of a window for Brendan. Uh, we'll move that today to about 147. Coming up next, we'll hear from Bakersfield Condors head coach Colin Chalk. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.